Welcome to C3 Church, Queens Beach. We believe Jesus Christ gives life to the full and we are called to live it and share it. We pray you enjoyed this message today. Well, uh, as Yanni said, I'm Pastor Eden. Uh, it's a pleasure to be with you here today and be able to share uh, this word that God has been uh, really stirring in my heart for quite some time. And, uh, you know, as, as a church across all our locations, uh, our our purpose statement is Jesus gives life to the full. Live it, share it. Uh, from John 10, verse 10. And flowing from this, we ha- have a vision for the next 10 years, uh, which Yanni also mentioned, a decade on purpose. And so, uh, as Yanni said, next Sunday, Pastor Jace will be with us, our lead pastor, and he'll be unpacking in, in greater detail what that, that vision means, you know, a decade on purpose. And so church's fifth birthday, Pastor Chase with us, uh, Pastor Nicole and Steve back with us as well. So I want to encourage you to do everything you can to be here because it's going to be a powerful, powerful morning and you do not want to miss it. And so I, I encourage you, be here if you can be. When you start thinking about a decade on purpose, uh, what comes to your mind? What does that mean to you? What does it mean to you as an individual? What do you think it means for our church community? You know, as a church, we believe that God's word makes it clear that Jesus Christ came so that we could live purposeful lives. Purposeful lives in him, a life to the full. And we live purposeful lives as we step into the opportunities that God gives to us. And so what opportunities lie ahead for you in the next decade? What doors do you think God wants you to walk through over the next 10 years? Opportunity knocks. Opportunities are all around us, aren't they? Every day we're surrounded by them. And God moves through our lives, in our lives, through opportunity. Life is not luck. Things don't just happen. The Bible says that God has ordained the days of our lives. Psalm 139 verse 16, Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. He knows your beginning to your end. God has specific plans for each of us. And he is specifically at work in your life to bring about his purposes here on earth. God sent Jesus so that his plans could be accomplished through us, through me, through you. How incredible is that? And as we develop our relationship with God, we find that he gives us opportunities to step into purposeful life and live out our unique call. Ephesians 5, 15 to 16 in the Passion Translation. So be very careful how you live, not being like those with no understanding and live honorably with true wisdom, for we are living in evil times. Take full advantage of every day as you spend your life for his purposes. God will give you opportunities in this next decade. Yes, that is not a, a, a maybe he will... Perhaps he will, it is, he will give you opportunities because you are a part of his work here on earth. He, he wants to partner with you in this journey. He wants to partner with you to bring about those incredible plans that he has, uh, to, that he wants to, of course, uh, work through you in. And so it's going to be up to us, isn't it? It's going to be up to you to step into that. It's going to be up to us to take full advantage of every day, you know, to be careful how we live Spend our time wisely, use our gifts and resources to serve him, to live honorably, to have integrity in what we say and do. 
not being led by what the world says, but letting God's wisdom, His Word guide us. When opportunity knocks, it's going to be up to us to make the most of it. Not letting life pass us by, but making intentional daily decisions about how we will live for God. A decade on purpose is being about the things of God as we seize the opportunities. And so what are the opportunities you see ahead of you? I want to share about three people in the Bible who seize the opportunities that God gave to them. Joseph, we read about Joseph uh, in the book of Genesis. And even after the disappointment and pain of being sold into slavery by his brothers, which I think is yeah, that's not just been so awful to be thrown into slavery by your own brothers, sent to a foreign land, Egypt, falsely accused, thrown into prison for several years. You know, even after all of those things, Joseph didn't allow these experiences to stop him from stepping into and taking hold of every opportunity that God gave to him. And I'm, I'm going to be expanding on that a bit later uh, in this message. But eventually, this led to Joseph being given a significant position of authority in the land of Egypt. God used Joseph to save the lives of many people, including his own family, his brothers, uh, during a severe famine in the land. Esther. A young Jewish woman living in Persia during the time of uh, Israel's exile. And after months of preparation to be presented to the king, she found favour with the king and she became queen. And sometime after that, Esther found out about a plot to kill uh, all the Jews. And as queen, you know, Esther was in this unique position to be able to do something about this. And so she took the opportunity to the, approach the king, which was a risky move. But she took that opportunity, choosing to trust her life to God. And because of her courage, this corrupt plot was exposed and a whole nation of people were saved. Ananias, uh, a great story in the, in the New Testament in Acts chapter 9, where he had a vision in which God asked him to go and find a man named Saul, the one responsible, that's right, the guy responsible for the murder and persecution of those who called themselves Christians. Go, go Ananias, go find this man and lay your hands on him, restore his sight. And as you can understand, Ananias was fearful but he took the opportunity, no doubt while still experiencing fear. He found Saul and did what God had asked. Ananias played a key role in Saul's conversion story, the man who became the Apostle Paul and wrote over half the books of the New Testament. Opportunity matters. These are just some examples, but it's clear to me as I, I, as I think on and reflect on these, uh, these figures in the Bible that Opportunity is a, the place where purpose abounds and it not only impacts one person. We see in each of the stories of Joseph, Esther and Ananias that there is often a greater impact and influence that occurs when we step into opportunity. So who might be impacted by the opportunities you step into in the next decade? God gives us opportunities, yes, so we grow in faith, uh, yes, so we live purposefully, but also to lead others into that place as well. So how do we step into it? What is the one key ingredient you and I need to take hold of God opportunities and live purposefully? That where we all love, preparation. <laughs> preparation. I want to read uh, this quote here. It's by an American author, a motivational speaker. It was also a Christian. Success occurs when opportunity meets preparation. Without preparation... We will not be as successful, fruitful, or purposeful, no matter what the opportunity. So how do we prepare for God opportunities? Well, preparation is primarily about spending time in His Word. 
2 Timothy 3, 16 to 17, all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking. Uh, we love that, don't we? Correcting, we love that too. And training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. As Christians, the word of God is a foundation. It's a foundation of our lives. We need God's wisdom and truth to be at the forefront of our minds, guiding our everyday lives. When opportunity knocks, His Word is what makes us ready. His Word is what thoroughly equips us for every good work God calls us to, every opportunity. His Word strengthens faith in us. So when opportunities do come along, we are prepared. We are ready to respond to God with a yes, being fully convinced that we are thoroughly equipped for what's ahead. Are you with me today? We can be fully convinced that we are thoroughly equipped for what's ahead because of His Word. Preparation is discerning when we're making a decision about whether to take an opportunity. My experience has been uh, that if you're unsure about an opportunity that comes your way, God will guide you in this. He will guide you through his word primarily. At the same time, I think it's important to be yes people uh, when it comes to God opportunity because God's not going to offer us something that's harmful to us. But it's more discerning, I think, sometimes which opportunities bring your God-given purpose to life. So I think it's maybe a bit more about that. But we want to be yes people. Yes, we want to be guided by his, his word in that and make sure we're discerning in that space. But also I think we, need, we do need to be yes people because he wants to grow us and we, we won't grow unless we step into the opportunities he gives us. Preparation also involves prayer and wise counsel. You know, having a handful of key people in your world, you know you can message for prayer support. You know, before making important decisions, seeking the wisdom of your pastors and leaders. Uh, in my life, I've sought wise counsel in making decisions. And when God has given me specific opportunities, I've gone and sought out, hey, this has come my way. I'm actually not sure. What are your thoughts on this? Praying about it, this is how I feel, but I really love your input. That's, that's important, wise counsel. Preparation is about process. Opportunity doesn't always look enticing. It's not always what we expect either. Sometimes we want a certain outcome without doing the work, without going through the process. We want a shortcut to the good stuff. You know, we want the cake or we want the biscuit without actually baking it. We want the end result, the reward without commitment and faithfulness to see things through. Opportunity requires perseverance. And Pastor Nicole spoke uh, last week tr uh, a message called True Grit. If you haven't listened to it yet, I encourage you to listen to it. A really powerful word. And she was talking about how to survive a sandstorm and how there were so many metaphors uh, there to our, our Christian walk. And one of the things she said was, an opposing force produces grit. And a characteristic of true grit is perseverance. James 1, the testing of your faith, produces perseverance. And so... Opportunity requires that perseverance, perseverance in the preparation, perseverance in the process, true grit. Let's take a look at the preparation and process involved for, for Joseph, Esther and Ananias. Well, I've got to say, Joseph went through some pretty extreme preparation, in my opinion. Uh, it was around 12 or 13 years from when Joseph was sold into slavery to being put in charge uh, of the whole land of Egypt. So it didn't just happen one day. It wasn't like Joseph, oh, now you're in charge of the whole land of Egypt. It's as easy as that. After being sold into slavery and sent to Egypt, Joseph was 
uh, sent to the house of Potiphar, one of Pharaoh's officials. And Potiphar saw that, that God was with Joseph. And the opportunity came uh, for Joseph to be put in charge of Potiphar's household. When Joseph was then thrown into prison by Potiphar after being falsely accused, God gave him favour with the prison warden. And another opportunity came along, and then all of a sudden he's in charge of the prisoners. Uh, And it actually says in Scripture that uh, Joseph was responsible for all that happened there, and the prison warden gave him free reign. He said, you go free. He didn't even need to worry about him. Later, uh, when two of the prisoners, actually Pharaoh's cupbearer and baker, they had done something to annoy him, obviously, uh, were trying to find someone to interpret their dreams. The opportunity came again for Joseph, uh, with God's help, to be the one to do this. No one else can interpret it. But Joseph, with God's help, did. And the cupbearer and the baker left prison. If you've read the story of Joseph, you know the baker did not have a good ending. Uh, And meanwhile, the cupbearer completely forgot about Joseph, forgot about what he had done. So Joseph's just sitting in prison for another two whole years. Meanwhile, Pharaoh had some disturbing dreams too, and uh, no one could interpret them. Finally, finally, the cupbearer remembers Joseph. Yay! I only forgot him out for two years, but oh, that's right. There was that guy who, yeah, might be able to help you interpret a dream. Oh, what's his name again? That guy I was in prison with for a while. Oh, Joseph. That's right. I wonder what Joseph was thinking that whole time he was waiting, right? I was thinking, what is going on? Am I ever going to get out of here? And so Joseph was brought to Pharaoh. And again, Joseph trusted God that God was able to interpret that dream and he was able to reveal that to Pharaoh. And only after this was Joseph put in charge of Egypt. Joseph was faithful in the little things, the small opportunities, and it led to even bigger opportunities and eventually an opportunity for influence over a nation. When a small opportunity comes along and we are faithful, another opportunity will come our way. As we continue to be faithful, we will find that each opportunity carries a larger influence, more weight, greater responsibility. God uses opportunity to stretch our capacity, which we also love, don't we? We love it when he wants to stretch our capacity and build our faith. (laughs) Amen. With each opportunity God gives us, he's actually setting us up for the next one that comes along. Before Esther became queen, she spent 12 months preparing to be presented to the king. There was this big process she had to go through, which involved varied beauty treatments. I just personally think that just sounds awful. 12 months of varied beauty treatments. It sounds terrible. Uh, And no doubt during that time, she would have been learning about uh, the customs and practices that she would be expected to uphold if she became queen. And so there's that. And then later, uh, it wasn't right away when she became queen, but later when she hears about the plot to kill the Jews, she doesn't run to the king straight away. (gasps) Guess what I heard? She and her attendants fast for three days and she instructs the Jews to join her in this. And even then, after those three three days, Esther still waits for the right time to take that opportunity to present her case before the king. Although we don't know much about Ananias when he appears uh, as part of Saul's conversion, Paul mentions Ananias later in Acts 22 verse 12 when he's sharing about his testimony. And he says, A man named Ananias came to see me. He was a devout observer of the law and highly respected by all the Jews living there. Ananias' life was founded upon God's truths. His integrity, 
clearly obvious to those who knew him. Opportunity came because Ananias had cultivated a lifestyle of being guided by God's word. When God called out to Ananias, he answered because he was prepared. He was ready because of the lifestyle he had actually cultivated in his world. Even with all of this diligent preparation, it's important that we know what things will stop us from stepping into opportunity. No opportunity comes without opposition. Yay! (laughs) You step into an opportunity, you think, oh, this is going to be so great, great. Brick wall, boom. uh, Opposition (laughs) comes our way, doesn't it? But that's okay, because we have God, and God's much greater than any opposition we can face. For all of us, the greatest barrier we will most likely face when opportunity knocks is fear. Fear can hold us back from stepping into purposeful living and taking a hold of opportunities. Fear of man. You know, Ananias uh, is a, a great example. You know, when God asked him to go find Saul and pray for him, Ananias, like I said before, was fearful. Uh, God, <laughs> heard of that guy I think he's pretty sure he's the guy that's going around murdering all those Christians uh, like me so if I go and find him and lay my ha- you want me to lay my hands on him not just find him but lay my hands on him you can understand why he was fearful right but he still took the opportunity <laughs> he knew God was greater than that fear fear of failure fear of the unknown fear from asking the what-ifs fear from thoughts such as Do I have what it takes? Am I the right person for this? Am I capable of doing what he's asking of me? You've never had any of those thoughts, have you? No, you're all looking at me like, oh, I've got this. I've got this thought. I don't have any of those thoughts. Well, you need to come and tell me how how you do that. Not quite sure. It's not me. Because there are plenty of times when I've experienced fear in the face of opportunity. Times where I've questioned whether I can do what he's asking of me. You know, school chaplaincy certainly wasn't my idea. <laughs> I'm a school chaplain. I work in two primary schools. And uh, in 2015, someone came to me. I think it was Pastor Nicole, actually, come to think of it, and said, have you consi- considered becoming a school chaplain? No. <laughs> to be honest, not really. And why are you saying that? Because now that you've said that, that's in my head, and I'm thinking about that, and I don't want to think about that because that kind of seems a bit scary. Opportunity knocks. <laughs> I was fearful. I had a fear of the unknown. I questioned, would I be able to do that? But I could see the opportunity. So in spite of my fear, I took the step of faith and went through the application process. And initially it was good because the process was very slow at the start. So I was kind of thinking, okay, it's all good. You know, maybe I won't even get into the, the next stage. That'll be fine. And then... Uh, but then, nope, <laughs> the interview happened and it was so quick from there that I was, before I knew it, I was in a school. And uh, two weeks in, I was thinking, I don't know if I can do this. I was coming home exhausted. I felt emotionally unhinged. I felt completely out of uh, my depth, like a foreigner in unfamiliar territory. And there was a small but loud sector of the, the school community at that time that were uh, quite sceptical of the role in the school. And so I remember thinking, how will I ever be trusted here? How how am I going to build that trust when there's already that opposition and that barrier there? How do I do that, God? I was uncomfortable, but I kept turning to God. His comfort and strength is what steadied me. He reminded me that He is stronger, He is greater, and that in Him I am able. And that's the same for you. 
I don't know what opposition you're facing. I know all of us in here will be facing opposition of some kind. You need to know today that in Him you are able. He is stronger than that opposition. He is greater than that that thing that is that barrier that's in your way. And in Jesus' name, you're going to knock those barriers down. And in Jesus' name, you will have victory because that's why He came to the earth. He came to the earth, died on the cross, was risen from the grave so that we would not have to stay in that place we were in, so that we would have victory because we are victorious because He's already done it. He's done it on the cross. It's already completed. So now as Christians, we walk in that. We walk in that victory in Jesus' name. So in all of this (laughs) questioning, I kept questioning God, poor thing. He was probably... I don't know, frustrated with me. I was just kept, kept saying, are you sure about this, God? I don't know if you're sure. Ah, da, da. But, you know, he, he was faithful. <laughs> He's all good. But uh, he showed me that the key was going to be relationship, building trust in the school. And he showed me it was going to be a, quite a long process. But I didn't throw away the opportunity. Instead, I pressed into that process. And I slowly built those relationships with students, parents, staff, and I've been at the school almost five years now, and last year we conducted a a survey of the chaplaincy program, and over 90% of the respondents uh, felt that the program added value to the school. And so I give, yes, and I give glory to God for that. That's not me. Uh, I've had incredible favor in that school as I've gone along, and he's provided many opportunities that has allowed that trust to actually develop. And so I didn't see it at the time. But through the opposition, through the fear, especially early on, God was strengthening my faith. He was developing my perseverance, my grit, and increasing my capacity. And two years after starting my first school, uh, an opportunity came along to work in a second school. And, you know, I didn't experience that same level of fear that I had the first time around. Through everything I was learning in the first school, God was using that to prepare me to take on this new weight and responsibility uh, in a different school community. You know, when fear has felt so loud in my mind, it's been his word that has helped me through. Pastor Steve spoke a couple of weeks ago. Again, another great message. I encourage you to listen to that one too if you haven't. Fighting words. Uh, he spoke about the importance of speaking and declaring his word because we need his truth, don't we? We need his truth. Uh, we need his words to fight against fear. 2 Timothy 1.7, one of my uh, life verses. I just love this piece of scripture. For God will never give you the spirit of fear but the Holy Spirit who gives you mighty power, yes, love and self-control. Jesus overcame fear on the cross. In place of fear, we've received a spirit of power, love and self-control. What fears are stopping you from entering into the opportunities that he's given you? Is it fear of man? Fear of failure? Fear of the what if? What will happen? If I do this, find scripture verses that you can speak out and declare over those fears. God goes ahead of you. God goes ahead of you in all the opportunities that he presents to you. Over this next decade, a decade on purpose, God goes ahead of you in absolutely everything. Don't let God opportunities pass you by because purpose is waiting for you. A new decade means new opportunity. Okay, so you probably won't be put in charge of a whole nation (laughs) or save a nation from a corrupt plot. You probably won't interpret a king's dream uh, or find yourself queen all of a sudden. I wouldn't want that job anyway, to be honest. Uh, But there are things that God has 
for you to do in this next decade. There are things he has for you to do, things that, that other people can't do. Jess can't do what I do, I can't do what Jess does. Lotta can't do what Zareen does, Zareen can't do what Lotta does. God has given you specific purposes. He's giving you specific opportunities that allow his purposes to be carried out on this earth. It needs all of us. <laughs> he needs all of us, not just some of us. He wants to use all of us. That's his desire. Opportunity knocks for you and for me. What does it look like for you? What does it look like for you over this next decade? Let me throw out a few things here for us to think about as we uh, come towards a, a time of ministry. Is it developing key spiritual disciplines or habits, such as setting aside time to feed on His Word daily, regularly tithing, being committed to the house of God and what we do, you know, being part of a connect group, coming to our monthly prayer meetings? We have, like the one we have tonight, great opportunity. Come along. We'd love to see you there. Come and pray with like-minded people and declare what, what we want to see over the next decade. Is it going on an impact trip through our Beyond program to places like Bali or the Pilbara? Is it studying? Something in the area of study? Maybe something that God's put on your heart for a while, you're not too sure. Perhaps this decade is, is going to be the decade you take that step. Doing a unit or more at C3 Bible College, for example. Is it something in the business world? Maybe you, you feel a stirring to start a business or you want to grow your business. So is the opportunity in getting resources, books, podcasts to help you with this. Perhaps you run a business, you, your desire is to see God move uh, more powerfully in that. Is there opportunity to meet with other people in business, pray together once a month? If you're, if you're at school, does opportunity look like trying something new? Putting your name forward for leadership, starting a prayer group, inviting uh, your friend to church. Is opportunity being intentional to have quality time uh, with those in your world who are not connected, who don't know Jesus, and having plus one conversations? That is intentionally helping someone move one step closer to a relationship with Him. Does opportunity look like volunteering in the church and the community? Where do you see yourself using your gifts and resources to serve Him and others? You have unique gifts that can bless people. You have unique gifts that can help other people. So maybe the opportunity is in that. He's calling you today to step into it. I don't want you to hear this, this list and walk away feeling overwhelmed. But I do want you to be expectant that God's plan for you is to have a purposeful life. And He will provide the opportunities for you to step more and more into this. So I want to encourage you today, just even choosing one thing from that list. Or perhaps right now God's giving you something completely different. Whatever it is, I want you to know that your faith is going to grow. Your capacity is going to enlarge. You will be blessed and you will bless others. And I don't know about you, but that sounds like a really wonderful life to be living, a life where I'm blessing, I'm blessing others and I'm being blessed in the process. You know, a life where my faith's growing, a life where my capacity's enlarging so I can do more and more uh, things for God. Wow, to me, that's, that's incredible. I want, I want to live, be living that life. I'm only going to live it as I take the opportunities He gives to me trusting in Him that He is able. There is great reward when we step into all God has for us. It's purposeful life. When opportunity knocks, when you open that door and you go through, life to the fulls right there. Can I have the band up, please?
uh, I will in a moment give uh, the opportunity, you know, if you're here today and you've never made the decision to follow Jesus, I want to give you uh, the best opportunity you ever have, which is, uh, well, the first opportunity you'll have, probably the best really, isn't it? Salvation in Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for, for uh, Jesus and what he's done for us. But before I do that, I'd like to, to uh, open up the altar here. Uh, we're going to stand in a moment and, and worship. And so I want to invite you forward. For, if you need prayer, uh, the, the, the two areas I really had specifically, one is fear. So if you have been battling fear, if you feel like it's, it's kind of got a bit of a hold on you at the moment, a bit of a stronghold in your world, if there's fear, that, and we all have fear, <laughs> uh, but if you feel like that's something that's really holding you down at the moment from taking those opportunities, uh, from living that life on purpose that he's come to, to give you, then I want to invite you to come forward and we're going to pray for you. And God's going to break that fear off your life in Jesus' mighty name. And also I want to invite you forward, you know, perhaps you're, you're needing clarity you know, you're not quite sure, I don't know, what are the opportunities that, that are presented to me, God? I, d- I don't know what they are. Well, He wants to give you clarity to get today. He wants to give you a vision uh, and He wants to give you faith in that space. So if that's you. If you're, if you're desiring to, to know, you know, oh God, I want to know, what are those opportunities? Make it clear to me. I want to invite you to come forward. Or perhaps you just want to come and worship Him, you know. That's fine too. <laughs> We're all friends here, right? We're all friends. We don't need to be ashamed. You know, if I wasn't preaching i pray about the front myself yes take away my fear god i want to be full of faith and so i want to invite you uh we're going to all stand right now we're going to worship and please please come even now as i'm speaking if that's you come forward like i said there's no shame there's no shame here god wants to to move in your life today he wants to move in this next decade thanks so much for joining us today on this podcast we encourage you to let this word further help you live and share the life to the full that jesus gives If you want to check out more of our upcoming events, service times, locations, or to give online, head to c3hh.com.au forward slash give.